Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can listen to the podcast wherever you stream podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. Be sure to leave us a five-star review if you like what you hear. You can also support the podcast. First, you can head over to patreon.com slash midpodcast and become a Patreon. We have different tiers, so find one that fits you. You will have exclusive content for our Patreon members only. Secondly, you can support the podcast by heading over to our merchandise store, themidpodcast.com, and get you some merchandise. We have stickers, t-shirts, mugs, and more. And if you buy merchandise between now and the end of May, you can get free shipping by using the following discount code, E7569W8LG0. Put that in when you check out and you can get free shipping on your merch. Who does not like free shipping? I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my handsome co-host, Brendan. Hola. Hola. So Brendan, what yes. are we discussing today? Moon Knight. Moon Knight episode four. But before we get into Moon Knight, <laughs> we, have, we have some geek news we need to discuss. <laughs> Ezra Miller is a dumb. Ezra Miller is a dumbass. Well, why don't you tell us how you really feel? He's a dumbass. What did he do this time? Assault. Assault. Who did he assault? Somebody in Hawaii. Well, damn. I mean. You don't go to Hawaii to assault people. You go to Hawaii to go to the beach. You would figure. Was he a little intoxicated? That I have not found out yet. Maybe he was overhydrated. Um, but apparently he broke into somebody's house and assaulted them. What the fuck? Yeah. Like he just, just wanna be a common criminal now. Just so happened to be on his court date as well. From what I was told. Well damn. So yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he may be doing some time behind bars. Good. He's a shitty actor anyways. I am sure he has many fans. I'm not one of them. Well, I didn't say you were. I'm just saying he might have some fans. Who might be a little upset at said news of him assaulting somebody. Well, easy. Don't assault somebody. Not that hard. That's true. That is very true. It is not that hard. So what other geek news have we heard this week? 
I don't want to talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Well, we need you to talk about it for the podcast. So tell us this other bad news you got this week. Across the Spider-Verse got delayed to June 2023. Yes, 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 yes. No. No. Now that sounds like some good news. No. Mm -mm. Bad news. So why are they delaying it, have they said? I have not figured out why. Because it's going to be a shitty thing? No. It's going to be shitty. I think that's how you spell it. What other geek news did we get this week? Uh, I don't know. (gasps) What? What has everybody been waiting for? Uh, Oh, the Thor trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Thor trailer? It was fun. I liked it. I uh, thought it was not trash. I know. You said you loved it. I know. And they kicked it off with fucking Guns and Roses? Fuck yeah! The soundtrack is going to be awesome to this movie. Guns is- I'll keep that to myself. Now, I'm not saying Guns N' Roses is on the same part as, like, my Foo Fighters and my Linkin Park, but Guns N' Roses had, like, three three or four songs that I really liked, and Welcome to the Jungle is one of them. Interesting. And we got to see Natalie Portman as um the Mighty Thor. Very fun. Do not call her Lady Thor because that is not her name. It is referred to as she is Mighty Thor. Yes. Could we call her Meaty Thor? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I bet she wants some of that meat in her. You knew I was setting that up. No. Nope. You've known me for 19 years and you knew I was going to set that up. Probably. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. When is this coming out? July? I don't know. I think it's June or July. I want to say July. July is ringing a bell for me. All I know on June 26th, I will be busy. No, you won't. You'll be right here with your mama. Either I will be there in person or I'll be watching on the TV. You gonna call your mama to buy that pay-per-view? Buying tickets to that pay-per-view. But we're not discussing that. We discussed that on Saturday. Yeah. Any other geek news? Mm, 
Lego Star Wars is the highest global Lego game ever made. Nice. Or something like that. I don't know. Nice. All right, so we've covered the little little bit of geek news we had this week. So, are you ready to get into Moon Knight? See. Your overall thoughts on episode four, which was titled The Tomb. Amazing. Really? As were the other, as were the other three. Really? I thought so far this was probably like my least favorite. I liked it. I think the ending is what did it for me. Which the ending made it my least favorite. Like, is it normal for, like, the side of your head to go numb? I don't know. Oh, mine just went numb. Kind of a weird feeling. Anyway, that is not what I need going numb. It's okay. You can make a comment. No. So this was so far, I believe, the longest episode we've gotten. It was 53 minutes. And the scene opens with the camera being upside down again. And we see someone carrying a little statue. And as the camera rotates upward, we see it is the statue of Khonshu, and it is, I put in my notes, bad God was holding statue places in a hole with many other little statues. <laughs> with other gods that have been bamboozled. Yeah. I'm thinking it's kind of like politics. They got blackballed. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And then we go into the Marvel logo, and we don't get the normal Marvel music for this logo scene. No. And it's different from what we got from the first three episodes of Moon Knight. Yes. Then we open with, we hear shots being fired as Layla is trying to wake up whichever character it might be. Steven. And then we see Layla hides in a truck. Then she gets a flare and throws it at the truck that is chasing her. And the truck goes boom. Yeah. I like when things go boom. Explosions are fun. Mm-hmm. I love explosions. Especially explosions in my pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. I know you want to. No. Then we see Steven and Layla talking. And it seems like Mark and Steven made a deal without informing Layla. 
Mm, Mark and Conchu made a deal. Well, I think Mark and Steven made a deal where he would give Steven the body once he got done. Yeah. I'm sitting here stirring white stuff. What? Huh? Well, stop staring white stuff and let's talk about Moon Knight. Well, I'm the one doing all the talking and you're too busy watching freaking TV. So I'm going to play with my white stuff. That happens to be a vanilla bean from Starbucks. (laughs) I'm listening. And then I'm giving my thoughts. I need you to contribute more. I am contributing. So then Layla proceeds to say that the suit was Mark's best feature. I I mean, I might not can disagree with that. That's an out. That, That hurts. Yeah, it might. Just a little bit. Then we see Mark in the side mirror telling Steven to give him back the body and that this is a suicide mission. So it's kind of funny that Mark is in the side mirror because now he is like the side dude. Yeah, he's the side piece. Mm-hmm. Then they begin to travel on foot. Traveling on foot is usually not a good idea. Most of the time, it's not. Then they come upon a campground, and Layla says, search for supplies. So as Stephen is searching, him and Mark have a conversation. Stephen says he knows he is not alone. Layla has his back. Mark asks, are you in love? You in love with my wife? I mean, Layla's not a bad-looking woman. Just make it ding, ding, get hard. (laughs) That information Uh, is private. Well, my question is, if if they're the same body... Wouldn't Steven be in love with Layla just as Marcus? Because, like, they're the same person, so to say? Um, I would assume so. But that's just me. I mean, you know, one of them is, like, the real person, and the other one is the person that lives inside his head. So, to me, they would be the same person, just different things. Oh, those FDR Living Legends sweatshirts seem pretty cool. Oh, I, you just now seen that? I tagged you yeah. now like 30 minutes ago. I was wanting to see a fight between the two. Yeah, I could see it. Like, you know, like you're actually hitting yourself. <laughs> like one hand would be Mark, one hand would be Steven, and you just hit yourself. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Then Stephen tells Mark, I appreciate your concern, mate, but we've got it from here. 
Probably not. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it too. Then I put some sexual tension between Steven and Layla. Then Steven tells Layla the secret that Mark thinks Kanshi wants her as his avatar, and that is why Mark has been pushing her away. Dude, very bad timing to tell bitch such said information. Well, you see, it's the heat of the moment. It's the heat of the Rise and shine, Sammy. I haven't listened to that song in a while. I put in my notes, Stephen being an idiot. Be nice to Stephen. Then I also put, why tell her right before you go and try to take on Avatar Crazy Man? Because why not? It's very bad timing. Then Layla says she doesn't need protection. She needs honesty. Then they, I put, oh shit, they kissed. Now is it the time to fuck? (laughs) And first of all, Layla, honey, if you think a man's going to be honest, I got news for you. Them motherfuckers lie more than a hoe on her back. Whoa. Ouch. I'm right here. Ouch. You have a mic. You can counter my argument. No, I just agree with it because we're assholes. Thank you. But not all of us. Me? No, not all. I'm an angel. Just 90% of the men are assholes. I'm an angel. I don't do nothing wrong. What was that? I think I think my white stuff got stuck in my throat. <laughs> so then I put Steven acting like a kid in the candy store. They are in a tunnel, looks like an Egyptian burial tunnel. And it has and it's a maze with six paths. Then we see Steven is drawing, and it turns out that he is drawing the eye of Horus, which is actually a royal symbol. And it's the protection in the afterlife. It's what it is. So do you want some information on the eye of Horus? I would love some information about it. So, do you know how it came about? No, I do not. So, Horace lost his left eye in a struggle with Seth. Then, the eye was magically restored by Hathor, and that this restoration came to symbolize the process of making whole and healing. And for this reason, the symbol is 
often used in amulets and on jewelry. Huh. It's a symbol of healing and protection. Huh. That's interesting. Moving on. I skipped some stuff because I was getting bored. Ah. Uh. Steven then realizes that Amit's final avatar could have been a pharaoh. Yeah. And not just any pharaoh. And I'm not really sure if you would consider said person pharaoh. Possibly. Maybe we'll find out. So then Stephen goes on to explain the eye of Horus is also the eye of the mind, which has six tenths and six points. And he explains that. Then he looks down at like some kind of slab of something and says, fresh blood and chunks of meaty bits. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like me some meaty bits, especially those on Wardlow. But not the kind it was laying there. No, not at all. So I'm thinking sacrifice of some kind. Yeah. But I lost my shit when he said meaty bits. <laughs> then we hear gunshots and Layla and Steven hide and then we see a man laid upon the table and someone is dissecting him as I put it it's not a someone it's a something and those are by far still don't know what they're called they're the freakiest things I've ever fucking seen in anything Marvel Well, I just put someone. I didn't know what it was. Then we see something attacks, and Steven says he squished it. Or squashed it, however he pronounced it. (laughs) Then we move on and see Layla hanging on the side of a cliff. Not what I'd be hanging on. And something reaches for her, grabs her. We hear her scream, and it seems like she kind of goes through like a crevice in the cliff. Yeah. And then we see her fighting with whatever grabbed her. She lights um, flare. a flare and sticks it in his eyeball. Ouch. Ouch. I would not want a flare to be stuck in my eyeball. That would hurt really new bad. Gives you new meaning to hot eyes. Yeah. Then we see Layla climbing up to a ledge. She gets to the ledge and she just lays there and she screams. Then we see Harrow. Then we move on to Stephen. And Stephen is going nuts over a pharaoh's tomb. 
thinks he found the long lost tomb of Alexander the Great. At first, I thought it was King Tut, since you said long lost tomb. Well, they found King Tut's tomb. When did they do that? They did that a long time ago. Nobody has found where Alexander the Great is buried. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's still alive and kicking it in Argentina. (laughs) Do you know how old dude would be now? (laughs) Maybe he has like some type of immortality? And not aging. He's like Highlander. He's immortality. Immortal. Immortal? Mm Mm-hmm. This is what happened when you record with a migraine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yes, but, no. Nobody's ever found the tomb of Alexander the Great. I swear. They never found King Tuck's tomb for like mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, for a while. But they like, I want to say they found it like in the 80s or 90s. When was King Tuck found? Oh, 1922. I was way off. Oh, damn. Never mind. So, let's talk about Alexander the Great. What a cool dude he was. Dude, baddest mofo in history. (laughs) Best military mind in history. Like, his military mind is better than that of Hitler and Stalin. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, like, dude needed to get into a fortress that was, like, on a mountain, and the road to the fortress was so narrow that he couldn't get his shit up there, was smart enough to have his men scale the wall at night where nobody could see them, get into said fortress, kill whoever was in fortress, and take fortress over. (laughs) This was unheard of at this time. Sometimes people just need to change plans, and that's what he did. So, Alexander wasn't actually Egyptian. He was Macedonian. Yeah. But he was anointed as Pharaoh in the city of Memphis on November 14th, 332 BC. Nice. And the high priest named him Son of the Gods. Yeah. Interesting. So that would be the only reason he could be buried in an Egyptian pharaoh tomb. That makes sense. 
moving on with Moon Knight after your little history lesson. Then we go back to Harrow talking to Layla and says, you handled that beautifully. Layla asks, why do men like him feel it necessary to be so condescending? I put in parentheses because they're assholes. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. This episode was all about the man being the biggest asshole ever. Yeah. Then we hear more gunshots. And in my notes, I put, what are we, killing off everyone? Yes. Then Harrow proceeds to say, my little scarab, isn't that what your father used to call you? So now we see Harrow is playing on her feelings about her father. What a complete douchebag. You know what? I agree with Harrow. Fuck Mark. Yes, I would like to. But you'll see why. Then he proceeds to say a name, which I didn't catch, and proceeds to say that that person was one of Egypt's most unique archaeologists, and he would be so proud if he knew she would be one of the first to confirm to the world what he always believed. In parentheses, I put, what an asshole, man. He's still playing on his feeling on her feelings about her dad. Total douchebag move. Then he moves on and begins to talk about Mark and says, now he is talking, or excuse me, now he's saying that Mark is in agony and that that is more pain than anyone could bear. Well, I mean, no shit. If you got voices living inside your head, okay, you're, Andy confused, you're confused. You're having trouble distinguishing what you think is reality and what is not. I mean, wouldn't you be a, li- a little in pain? Yeah. Then he proceeds to say he still hasn't told you the truth. Layla replies, says, well, you are obviously dying to. Tells him the floor is his. Just go ahead. I mean, bitch, if you're going to hit around to it, might as well tell her the truth. That would make the most sense. You've been dying to tell this since, like, episode two. Yeah. Then we go back to Stephen, and we see Stephen pushing open the tomb of an Egyptian pharaoh. Not quite sure that's something I'd want to do, because I'd be so scared that the motherfuckers would curse me, and I don't need no more... I want to say this. No more trouble in my life. Okay, Danhausen, I don't need to be cursed. <laughs> I love you. You said it. 
So we're gonna we're gonna open the Egyptian Pharaohhausen. <laughs> yes, Pharaohhausen. Alexander the Great Housen. Yes. And then we see a beautifully wrapped mummified pharaoh. I so I thought it was gonna pop up and like sit up. Oh, that it that would have been so fucking hilarious. I so wanna do that when I die. I want to rig my body to it to pop up when people walk by my casket. And just scare the piss out of people. Now, why would you want to do that? Because I'm a mean bitch. That's why. No, you're not. Don't ruin my reputation and tell people I'm nice. But you are nice. They don't need to know that. They could think I'm a mean, cruel bitch. Oh, you're not a mean, cruel bitch. You're a lovely mother. Fucker. <laughs> Anywho. I put in my notes, beautifully wrapped mummy, if there is ever a thing. Then Mark asks, where is the, I don't know how to pronounce this, so if I butcher it, I do apologize, because Egyptian shit is not my thing. Where is the Unshabit, or whatever they're looking for? Uh, I don't know. Then we see Stephen go, said to himself, you would put it where average looters wouldn't look. Alexander was the voice of Amit. I put in my notes. It's in his throat or mouth. Well, it was. Then we see Stephen begin to pull off the wrappings and open the skull mouth. And then he sticks his hand down the mouth area. You want to talk about deep throating? I mean, that's a deep throat right there. <laughs> he going all the way down. Uh... Mm, I don't want to talk about that. As he's doing all this, we hear the crack, the crack, the little, let me try this again. We hear the cracking of bones. So we think, maybe, sort of. Yeah. Then we hear, and I'm not sure if it was Stephen or Mark. I want to say it was Mark. Yeah, that's it. Get in there. Reach in there, buddy. <laughs> that sounds like something I'd say when I'm having sex with Wardlow. Come on. So then we move back to Harrow and Layla, and Harrow, Harrow tells her that her father was murdered by mercenaries. No one knows who they were. I put in parentheses, dumbass, I figured it out last episode. <laughs> Layla replies say, saying, are you saying Mark was one of them? Harrow replied, you said it. What do you think? 
Um, this is Harrow's way of telling her without telling her. So he basically is telling her, yeah, your husband killed your father without coming out and physically saying it. What a douchebag move. Like, he ain't got no balls to tell her that. He made her figure it out on her own. Kind of a good thing to do. Well, he is a douchebag. Then we see Layla getting emotional. A guy approaches Hiro and says, found another way. Then we go back to Steven and he pulls the statue out of the mummy's mouth. So I guess he got a good deep throat there. Then we see Layla walking in and Steven says, we won. She is looking very pissed, ready to kill someone is what I put in my notes for Layla. Uh-huh. Steven asks, are you all right, love? Nah, bitch, getting ready to whoop your ass for killing her father. That's time, don't kill her father. Then Layla asks, can he hear me? Steven replies, Alexander, I don't think so. God, I hope not. <laughs> Layla, what happened to my father? I am talking to you, Mark. Then we see Mark come back and says, we have to go right now. And Layla responds, no, no. I ask, why women want to have conversation at the most inconvenient time? Because it's what suits them the best. She asks again about her father, and he says, listen to me. We need to leave now. We'll explain later. We just need to go. Bitch, you should have went with him. Listen to the dude sometimes. I mean, most of them are not bright. They're not bright. No. But you need to listen to him this time. Then she asked if he killed her father. He responded, of course not. Of course I didn't. Um, if he didn't, he knows who did. Yeah, so who did it? I put in my notes, and this is what I was thinking when I was watching this little conversation go on. I was thinking Harrow did it or the traitor avatar in the temple. I can see that. Those were my two things. Then he proceeds to say that he was there. Then Layla asks, how did he die? Then I put, yo, this probably isn't best time to get this information. Some bitches can't wait. Not at all. Mark says his partner got greedy. So this is where I'm thinking either his partner was Harrow or his partner was the bad avatar dude in the temple and he said he executed everyone at the site i tried to save your father but couldn't then layla responded no but you brought a killer right to him um did he really know that his partner was going to be a greedy twat cunt 
Probably not. So why are you blaming him, you dumb hoe? Uh, Mark could have killed him. Oh, don't be a bunch of pussies. What? I fucking hate the Yankees. Okay, we're not discussing baseball. We're discussing no, Moon Knight. No, no, no. Moon Knight can hold on. We're going off the rails. Baseball time. Fuck the New York Yankees. Why do we want to fuck the Yankees? So... I did Cabrera, fucking Yankee. That's how you got here. Cabrera's one hit away from 3,000, right? They walked him. They fucking intentionally walked him. That's fucking bullshit. I hate the fucking Yankees. Nobody ever said the Yankees had class. They have classic uniforms, but nobody said the organization as a whole has class. Mm. Oh, that pisses me off so fucking much. Their dude's 0 for 3 anyways today. All you gotta do is strike him out one more time. But no, let's bring up a guy who's a good hitter in the first place. Oh! We score two runs on the next hit anyway, so fuck you, New York! Oh, I'm very pissed off about that. Okay. Okay, anyways, back to Moon Knight. Okay, I lost my spot on your rant. I'm sorry. I, I, I needed to rant real quick because that pissed me off it's okay it's always good to go off the rails about baseball all right so then mark says yeah he shot me too i was supposed to die that night but i didn't and i should have then layla thinks they only met because of his guilty conscience no he wanted to get in your pants probably it had nothing to do with his conscience and everything to do with his dick more than like Mm, a little bit of both. Then we see Harrow and a shitload of armed men show up. Doesn't look good. Shut a fucking left. Winnie told you to, you dumb twat waffle. Huh, be nice. No. Then we see Harrow saying, just you, talking to Mark. He remembered waking up and Khonshu was gone. The quiet was liberating. You're a free man. You have a very important decision to make. I put in parentheses, yeah, I like to kick your ass. <laughs> then we see Mark takes out two guys and Harrow shoots Mark. Layla, with her hand over her mouth, is witnessing, witnessing this, like, from around the corner. Then we see Harrow shoot again, and we see Mark drifting back, and we hear music as he hits the water. Harrow says, I can't save anyone who won't save themselves. 
what a douchebag. How's he going to save himself if you shot him, you motherfucker? <laughs> then we see Mark sinking into the water. And here's where we see the camera angle is from the bottom of the water, which was really cool. And then we see something that looks like the moon. But it turns out it was a flashlight being held by some young person in the jungle. This is where the motherfucking thing got all confusing for me. Like, I got totally lost. Did you get confused at this part? A little bit. So then we see that that young person puts his hand on a rock and a skeleton comes flying down and he screams. I would so fucking rig that shit somewhere and scare people like that. Just skeletons just popping down on them. Then we see another person that is with young adults says, all right, and refers to this person as Rosser. It's all right. Those old bones can't hurt you. No, but a nice stiff one between Wardlow's legs can. What? Then Rosser says, at least we know what happened to poor Montahan. I think I wrote that right. The guy says, yes, and anyone who chooses a path of greed... Then they proceed to go on looking for a treasure. I was so confused. I was confused a lot. Like, who were these people? Why were they there? Then we see a statue of Koi Oshumi? I don't know if I pronounced that right, but this is the lunar god in the Aztec religion. Yeah. Do you know what her name means? Moon god. Or god of the moon. The name, however you pronounce said name, means painted with bells. Oh, never mind. She was the moon god according to Aztec mythology. And the name actually means golden bells. And she was the daughter of the earth goddess. And the sister of the sun god. Yeah. And she also encouraged her 400 sisters and brothers to kill their dishonored mother. Well, damn. So there's you a little Aztec mythology history for the day. Then we see Rosser says, you are Dr. Stephen Grant. Yeah. Gentleman turns around and replies, maybe so, but you've got to pluck. I mean, I knew a couple of things I like to pluck. Mm. 
Mm-mm. Oh, never mind. Then I put, looks like a TV show. As it should. Then it goes to some type of hospital, and we see man calling bingo numbers. And everything is white in the hospital. Then we see a lady drawing a bird with what looks like Conchu's beak on it. And then we see Oscar Isaacs, and I put in parentheses, not sure who he is at this point. And then there are whiteboards with pictures, a nurse who looks like Layla, and says, change the movie, it's been five times this week. It's a lot, right? Uh, yeah. So evidently the scene before all this was him watching a movie? I'm guessing. Maybe. I was so confused by this at this point. I was like, what the fuck? I was confused by everything at the end. Then he sees a reflection and says, Stephen, and he tries to get up from the wheelchair and falls, and then we see that he is constrained to the chair. And he is holding a Moon Knight figure. Huh. I guess he's into toy collecting. Yeah. Then we see an orderly comes and picks him up and calls him Mark and says, you can't keep doing this. Then we hear Harrow, and he is saying something about difficulty in differentiating between what's real and what's in your head. Then we see that he's bought a film and took it home and that his VHS player still works. Well, that's good to know. And ask, how many times has he seen that movie? And if I'm not mistaken, I think the name of the movie was Tomb Buster. I believe so. I mean, I'd like to be a dick buster. <laughs> no. No. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, MJF was looking good in that purple suit last night. No, he wasn't. I'll bust that dick any day. <laughs> he could bust a nut any day in me. Then we then we proceed to see things through Mark's eyes, and everything is blurred. I put in parentheses. Could be the hospital has him on medication. Then it seems like Harrow is some sort of doctor psychiatrist person, and he proceeds to tell Mark that he likes the villain. And says, no tree can ascend to the light of heaven if it doesn't descend to the depths of hell. Yeah. Any idea on the meaning of that instead of, mm, yeah, because that's about all you've said this whole podcast. Well, I've said other stuff. I'm just really pissed off. 
Um, I think it means something. How do I want to put this? I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to word it. Um, some shit's about to go down. And they're going to have to overcome it. I don't know. That's the best way I can put it. Would you like my theory on this? Yes. On this little statement. To me, it symbolizes the path to become the greatest version of yourself as possible, but you have to see the evil within yourself first. So they're going to realize that country's an evil bastard and they're going to kill him. I think they're all evil, evidently. (laughs) But that's my interpretation of said quote. Then we hear Harrow tell Mark that he's sedated because of his own behavior. Then proceeds to say we don't live in a material world, we live in a psychic world. According to Madonna, she lived in a material world because she a material girl. Uh, Material Girl is a bad song. Love that song back in the day. Then we noticed the cane is hanging on the side of the desk of the doctor. The top of it is white. I put maybe made of marble. He's wearing shoes like we see at the beginning of episode one. Then we proceed to hear Mark say, everything reminds me, and it cuts off. The doctor asks, reminds you of what? Your past of Stephen? Mark replies, you know Stephen? Of course, says doctor. But Mark, I want to talk to you right now. Then we see a statue in the office that looks like a statue of Khonshu. And as they scan throughout the office, we see other things that resemble Egyptian culture, like the little crystal pyramid that was sitting on his desk. And we hear the doctor say, I can't help you if you don't help yourself. So this is the second time we've got this line in this movie. Yeah. So that line must be an important thing. You've said it twice. In the same episode. Has to be important because then this means Mark and Steven are going to help themselves. Get rid of Kachu and bada bing bada boom, there's still Moon Knight. Then Mark says, You shot me, you shot me. And then Mark proceeds to tell the doctor to stay away from him. The doctor says he understands how he is feeling. He also suffered from mental illness, breaks in psychic awareness, manic episodes, followed by depression. I know what you're feeling.
But does he though? That's what I'm thinking. Does he the line hope? Yeah. Then we see Mark is trying to get out. He's standing at the door as the doctor is walking towards him, and he is trying to unlock the door. The doctor tells him it can be healed. I know you can be healed. Mark tells him again to stay away from him, and we see him break the window in the door and unlock the door. The doctor says, don't do this. Then we see two orderlies grab him. And the doctor tells the orderlies to be gentle with him. Don't hurt him. Then we see Mark elbow the big orderly dude. Looks like he breaks the arm or hand of the smaller dude and begins to run out. The doctor asks the orderlies if they're all right and they take off after Mark. No, dudes just got their ass kicked by some guy you have sedated that shouldn't be able to kick their ass if he's sedated. Yeah, if you're sedated, you shouldn't be able to move as good as Mark did. So either their sedation thingy isn't that good, or they just suck at fighting. Could be. Then we see Mark running down the hall. We hear intense music playing. Then we see lights swaying and stuff begin to slide. I like stuff sliding. <sighs> then we see him hide in a room as the orderlies run past. Why in every damn movie somebody goes and hides in a room and nobody checks to look in said rooms or open said doors in hallway as you're running through? Because why not? Screw it. Just look through every door. Then we know, then Mark notices some type of Egyptian coffin and something inside is hitting it, wanting to be let out. And we hear a man say, let me out. Please, someone let me out. I'd be saying, let me in. Then Mark removes the lid and out comes, I put in, put in my notes, another Oscar Isaacs. Because <laughs> at this time, I don't know who the fuck is who. Mark goes Steven. Steven goes Mark and they hug. Yeah, Oscar Isaac then Isaac Oscar. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Bro hug. Then Steven asks, how is this possible? Mark says, I don't know. Well, neither do we. Ask him, what is the last thing you remember? Steven said, Harrow shot us. Mark says, yes, exactly. We got to get out of here. Follow me. Come on. Then we see another Egyptian coffin. There's some banging going on in it. And they just leave it. So we don't know who's in that coffin. I think it's their other personality. The Jake personality that we know about? I was thinking maybe Layla. Could be, but I was thinking Jake. I hadn't thought about that, but that would make more sense. Then we see the doors open and a hippo in Egyptian garb says hi. 
They both scream. The screen goes black. I put, what the fuck? And that's how the episode ends. And that's how the episode ends. And I was like, what the fuck? The beginning of the episode, really good. The ending, yeah, kind of a letdown. Not sure where we're going with that. So it's the first three episodes all in his mind and really did not happen at all? So here's my theory. And I got this from Cosmic in the Discord, and some of it's based off of that. It's all real, but this little mental asylum is like a pocket in space and time. So the mental the hospital isn't real, but everything else is. I'm thinking the hospital is something Hera made up. Yeah. But they're still at the the tomb site in Egypt. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I want to see what they're going to do with the hippo. Uh, I don't know what do hippos do. Eat marbles. <laughs> Best game ever. Hungry, hungry hippos. hippos. I loved that game when I was little. I got it for Christmas when I was like six. Oh, well. so where do you think episode five is going to take us? I truly don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. I'm at a loss at what's going to happen because I have no clue. And that's what makes it entertaining because I don't know what's going to happen next. Well. Are you looking forward to episode five? I'm looking forward for every episode of Midnight. And that means they're going to have to put a lot of shit in episode five and six. That's my one thing about the Marvel shows is that they only give like six or eight episodes where me, I would want like 10 or 12. Yeah, it does seem like it's kind of rushed. Yeah. And if you had more episodes, it could be a little slowed down and not as rushed. Yeah. I mean, like, they're going to get fucking She-Hulk, what, 10 episodes? It's going to be boring as fuck. I don't think She-Hulk has probably eight or seven. I thought I heard it was going to be 10. I don't know. As long as Daredevil has their 12 episodes, I am fine with it. Uh, See? But anyway, 
that is Moon Knight episode four, did I say? Yes, this is episode four. Yeah, episode four, The Tomb. And we'll be back hopefully next Wednesday. Oh, what? That's weird. Episode five. So she consists of 10 30 minute episodes. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh, well, what makes her so special? She get 10 episodes. Nobody Moon else does. Better. Moon Knight's better. WandaVision's better. And the Winter Soldier is going to be better. Mm, I don't know. But, anyways. What if season two? <laughs> anyways, we'll be back on Saturday with our wrestling podcast. Should Can't I be scared? Um, you probably need to be scared because I need to go back and watch Dynamite and take notes. And we might have to record late Saturday. Oh, well, you see. How late are we talking about? I don't know. What time are you being picked up? Uh, I don't know. The thing starts at 7, I think, or 6. I don't know. Or 8. I think it starts at 7. We'll have to figure something out. I'll have to go back and watch Dynamite, and I won't get to watch Rampage Live Friday because I won't be home. Oh, yeah, you're going with my sister tomorrow, aren't you? Yes, me and your sister are going to go see Hamilton the Musical. What's your name, man? Alexander Hamilton. Now I want to listen to that. You know what you should do? You should take your iPad, put it in your purse, FaceTime me, turn it all the way down, and then boom. No. Oh, I tried. <laughs> or, or, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. My sister FaceTimes me. She puts her phone in her Say she has like a coat pocket up here, and then boom, boom. No, your sister gonna be all up in the musical because that's what she does when we go. Just saying. I mean, she cries at musicals, so. She cried at Anastasia. She cried at Phantom of the Opera. I think she cried at Les Mis. I think the only one she didn't cry at was Lion King. That was the first one I ever took her to. So... But yeah, we'll figure it out. But we'll be back sometime Saturday with our wrestling 
sometime or Sunday. Maybe Sunday. Well, we can record when you get back home. Depending how I feel. Yeah. Depends if I have a voice because I get to see Willow spray in action. But anywho. You asshole. And I get to see Thunder Rosa. Oh, American Keith is mad at you. Yeah, I told Keith I'd get to see his wife on Saturday. He was like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, American Keith mad. Yep. Anywho. Anyhow, we'll figure it out and we'll be back. And we'll have our exclusive on Patreon in a few weeks. Um, our review of Star Wars, A New Hope. So head on over to patreon.com slash the mid podcast and subscribe to our Patreon. And we're going to try to do a little more on our Patreon. We've just kind of had some other things going on. You know, douchebag Brendan's trying to get his butt into college. So we've been working with that. I'm trying to get done with my last class of college so I can get my degree, which I should be at graduation on Monday, but I'm not because it's in fucking Phoenix, Arizona. I think we'll record random shit Monday. I'm going to have my calf on. Okay. You need a screenshot it and put it out on the, on the Twitterverse. Okay. But, so, anyway. as we say on the mid-podcast, because you're mid, and you know it, we are mid-out. Goodbye, people.